0: It used to or be is yellow
1: it, bottom is it because this is a pinot grigio
0: i always get pinot
1: oh you always get a pinot mm-hmm, grigio mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: you know what it's a different kind
1: yeah i think it's a different <laughs> it's kind it's a different <laughs> <guy. laughs> kind like, covid covid i take off my apple watch because i don't want to <laughs> be constantly reminded that i'm not making a yeah. step not taking steps and then you remind me of all that happens i had to add an extra little d-
0: doohickey to my watch rude yeah well, it's cute
1: either way. Thank you, thank you. I didn't know if I'd like it again, but I know I do. So. Still like it. It's a brand new, basically. No. Basically, well, I bought it like it's on the list of things I bought like right before we mm. shut down for COVID. Mm-hmm. This and like my new work backpack. Oh yeah, which is very both cute. of the things I bought right before COVID. <laughs> and I'm just getting ready using it. Very cute though. Both mm-hmm. of them. Hold up
0: the test of time. Are we going? We are going. Welcome <laughs> to Conversations hey. in comfort, comfort Pants. I'm Clara. Except
1: Clara's wearing shorts. I'm wearing comfy shorts.
0: I'm Clara. And
1: I'm Alex. Hi Alex. And
0: there's ben Oh look at how cute she is. Benny. She's so cute. <laughs> she can't. Can't handle it. I know sometimes I simply cannot with well, her. She just is so She's. Napping. Mm-hmm. She's living her best life. She's like, ooh, if I nap for an hour, then I get some treaty. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: What's that? Oh, she <laughs> saw something flying. <laughs> or heard something at the window. Yeah. But bees tips. do run into the window almost constantly. Bees? bees. For... Super weird. I think. Anyway. Uh, how are you? Oh, good.
1: How are you? Good. You know, just, <clears throat> just living. I'm alive as well. You know, we're, we're, we're living. we I continue to be. We, you know, we have less rights than we did a week ago. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's always that's, nice. That's always nice. I do always like that. that happened the day after <clears throat> we podcasted. Mm-hmm. Our last little episode was just like a moment oh, in we time. Oh, we were so privileged. Moment in
0: time. <laughs> we had more rights than guns at that point. We did. not anymore. Not anymore. <clears throat> well, yeah. Let's let's not get too sad. No. Let's talk about something happy. I don't have anything on my notes app, though. I don't either. Okay, great. Oh, wait. Did I? We'll never know.
1: I don't know. Because you didn't was, write it in I your notes app. Clearly did not. I don't even have my phone. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere in the vicinity. I think it is either in my purse or in my car. Um, I swear there was something I saw that I was like, I need to talk to Clara what about this. What was it? I don't know. Was it the UFOs in San Diego?
0: No. Oh, there were UFOs in San Diego, but then the police or maybe the um, what's that base down there?
1: Nasni Pendleton? I
0: don't, know, but, I don't know. But what did they Naval do? Na- the, they were like the um, seals. It was. They said they said it was flares. Oh, it's like, it wasn't though. Mm. Like That's the flares when you're lost.
1: It wasn't like that. It was like moving. Well. I don't know when it was, because it could have been (coughs) when the seals have their buds Mm trading. Just basic underwater. Alex,
0: this was in the air. This was
1: above water. Well, seal (laughs) stands for sea air. Yeah, but you said underwater. Oh, I don't know. Never mind.
0: I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't either.
1: Um... Yeah I had Oh I had something <laughs> Did it, you write oh, it down in No I I oh, certainly did not well. Didn't write it down Anywhere Lesson oh. learned Did you hear about R. Kelly Oh yeah 30 years in prison What did I say The other day <gasps> He's locked in the l- <sighs> Another bad mamma jamma In the slammer <laughs> That was a good one That was a good one I felt like I yeah, really Crushed that
0: <laughs> Yeah he's bad He's, he's in jail bad. So that's Bad good. guy
1: <clears throat> um, He's locked in the jail cell. So. doesn't even have a closet (laughs)
0: oh no probably not no i don't think do they just get one outfit
1: i don't know what if you soil it well i think you can get a replacement we have to like pay for it you only get one that's a stanky place well i think you get like one but then you like it goes to like get laundered
0: oh yeah they do have laundry
1: switch it out you're like okay here's your outfit for the day every day give me your old outfit and I, and then we will mm. launder it okay Which yeah. i kind of wish i had that in real life where someone's like <laughs> should i here's a, here's your outfit for the day <laughs> yeah give me the outfit that you were just wearing <laughs> I also what everybody it. else
0: is wearing yeah, it's in your I size i will
1: launder it for you
0: <laughs> i'll clean it don't worry about and that and bring it
1: back to you
0: i'll fold it even
1: i will fold it
0: nice shoes
1: on top to match a whole oh, ensemble. nice.
0: Maybe some sake?
1: Maybe. Oh, I wish someone hmm. would do that for me. Okay. And you, you get three hats and a cup for free? Yeah. Okay.
0: Interesting and,
1: development. And you get to use top ramen as currency. And isn't that the dream? That is the dream. I mean, those flavor packets, man. Boxed are-
0: wine is just a half a step up from toilet wine, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: like i could get used to we're that we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> uh oh well hello oh well here we are here we are here we are it's um <laughs> it's j- happy fourth of july happy fourth of july happy fifth of july um what did you do for the um fourth? what did i do for the fourth no, uh right now i'm gonna say nothing cool because i don't know i don't have any plans what are you doing nothing
0: yeah yeah hang out with the family. Do
1: you like the 4th of July?
0: I do because I love summer. Okay. Um I don't because I have to work the next day. Mm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 But if I didn't, yes,
0: 10 out of 10 love it.
1: And he, so here's my question about summer Time. specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I saw this. Okay. On instagram oh yeah you sent it to i me. sent it to go you on. it rang true in my heart It it's was a very, like <clears throat> yeah yes do we as a society just <laughs> like summer because it was three months that we didn't have to go to school
0: no but i think that that's why people like christmas so much
1: probably probably
0: My i but don't. i
1: i i put it on with summer too Okay, I no, I love summer. (laughs) You were kind of just forced into it because it's like you know everyone Uh, gets so excited for summer. Yeah, and then I don't know. No, I love it. It's It's because it's light all the time. It's warm. I don't have to wear a coat. Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. go swimming, which I love swimming. See, I don't have anywhere in which to swim. I mean, I could. You can come to my parents' house. (laughs) Fill up my little kiddie pool. Oh, I do. And do laps, but.
0: And do laps, yeah. Or lap, um, I can lay down in mine.
1: I can. I, can, I think mm-hmm. we have the same one. Oh really? Yeah, I got it from Amazon. So did
0: I. Nice. Was
1: it like? Because it's it's one that you don't have to blow up. It like yeah. folds uh-huh. into each. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same one. I, I think it's like love it. Actually, a pool for like animals. Yeah, for like dogs. <laughs> dogs. But there was people in the picture. I love it because you don't have to blow That's it up. Amazing. You just set it out and and instant pool. because there's so
0: many squirrels here, like pokes holes. And also. Yeah. This year, I got a tablecloth, a round tablecloth. You have a cover, and I um, put binder clips, clipping the tablecloth around. So I have a pool cover. You have a pool cover. You so are living. no tree things or right, critters get in there.
1: Yeah, that's always the thing. Is I like sit on the pool for a little bit, and then by the time I get up and like I leave it for the day, it's full of junk. It's full of junk. Yeah, you know. There's bugs in it. Yeah. It's just not... Yeah. Not great. Yeah, I can't get the blow-up ones because when I... With Bagheera and Copper, they would be very curious. Yeah, and pop it. And pop it. Yeah. Because claws.
0: Well, I did have a blow-up one last year. Did well, yeah, I tell
1: you, you this? Yeah, you did. You had, like, the but black and white one. something pooped in it. <laughs> oh, no. Like,
0: it looked like a human poop. It wasn't like a squirrel poop. It was... Someone pooped in your pool? Something. I don't know how big raccoon poops are. I don't know. Maybe it was a dog? Why would a dog get in your backyard? Why would a person poop in my pool? <laughs> I have cameras, though. I would have seen.
1: I, we're going to have to take this off, <laughs> off um, recording. So oh, I do not God. want this. <laughs> but okay. I have a theory. I will share with just you. Okay, great. Yeah, looking forward to Sorry, that. people. You don't get to know my theory.
0: <laughs> I'll draw my picture this week based on it. <laughs> no,
1: just kidding. Probably. Just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, but with July comes everyone's favorite. Oh, yeah Highly requested. Yeah. again.
0: Every our, week we get another. When are you bringing back child crime? Our DMs well,
1: are full. Our DMs
0: are full. There's no more sliding. There's, no, no. Can't slide in there. It's full. Inbox is full. Yeah. So you didn't know it could happen, but it can. It, it did when you it, have something this popular. Yeah,
1: Child Crime Month. Child everyone.
0: Crime Month is back, it's baby, sex baby. And this was the beginning of our month theme, mm-hmm. which
1: I think is one of our better ideas. I love it. It was, Except yeah. For, it was kind of birthed of the idea. <laughs> That I just wanted to get all of child crime done. Oh, yeah. oh it's because you didn't like it. Because I didn't like it. And I was like, I really want to do like a couple child crime month stories. but I, Get it out of the way. I don't want to spread it out. I want to get it all done in one <laughs> bucket. So if people don't like child crime, they can skip this whole month. Please don't. But that you have the opportunity Push, to do so. Push play and turn your phone down. Yeah. Just just play <laughs> so it through so listens. we we get to listen. Um But no, I just wanted to get it done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like well, we just get it done in like one. Sorry. Possible. We're and then back. We did baby. start the month. Mhm. Which I'm really liking. I love it. I think it's great. Keeps us on easier. track. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier. It's a lot easier. But I don't remember what we said we'd do for August, but we'll get there. We're not there yet. We're well, last in, year we did Alien August.
0: Yeah. I want to... S- I don't know. We'll, we'll we do have that. a spreadsheet. We, we do. <laughs> uh, <somewhere laughs> so, we, yeah. So, it
1: is Child,
0: Child Crime, crime month, month, everybody. But it's also... The top of the pyramid. The top of the pyramid. The
1: top of the pyramid. And we're so smart.
0: We made both happen for you. You're welcome. Dear your listener. You are so very welcome. <laughs> but we're doing the same topic. Yes. But two Different stories. children crimes. Yes. Related to... Satanic panic. <laughs> Satanic panic people. Which I feel like is timely with regards to Stranger Things.
1: Yes. Because by the time this comes out, the yes. final two episodes uh, are out. Okay. I've been seeing something
0: that... I need to talk to you about. Okay. But I can't remember his name. What's the hot one's name?
1: Steve. They think he's going to die. I heard that. I don't want Steve to die. And I did hear from the creators, the Duffer Brothers. Yeah. They did say that at, by the end of this season... No. There is a body count. <sighs> meaning more than one person Well, all the... Dies. V- Vectra
0: or whoever, Vector Vec Vecna Vecna has already killed a bunch of people. So, well,
1: yeah, but they're talking about like of the no, main. No, I don't want them I to. Know, I don't want them to either. <laughs> I, I do not want them to either. Uh, um, yeah, but I think it's the season's really good though. Oh, so, so good, far. so good. Like I'm looking, and like the first episode that's coming out is an hour and a half long. Oh, thank God. The second episode. <gasps> Two and a half hours. Oh my
0: gosh! It's like a full-on movie. Yes, it's more than a movie.
1: Yeah, <sighs> I'm pretty excited. Cannot wait. I to pause below deck. Sorry, Captain. Sorry, Lee. we'll be back. I'll be back. I'm Back for you, <laughs> Captain Lee. Don't forget to pause.
0: I know I miss Captain Lee. He's great. He's just—he's just a. I have Captain. Um. Oh, shoot, I can't even remember.
1: It's not Captain Lee, so it doesn't matter.
0: It's true. It's a woman, though, so Ooh, girl power.
1: Captain Sandy? Sandy, Captain. thank
0: you. Captain Sandy. I do research while I'm, like, watching the back, <laughs> just to see, yeah. like, what uh-huh. else is
1: going on. And also, I like to see how my boy Ben Robinson's is doing. Yeah, check up on him. Check up on him every once in a while. Okay, so okay. Satanic Panic, we are doing two different stories related to the Satanic Panic. Yep. Um, of, like, the 80s, 90s yeah. was the Satanic 80s, Panic Yeah, 80s, 90s. Era? Same. Um. We had the same
0: satanic panic time frame. Oh, we panicked in the same time frame. Oh, um, a okay. panic in the eighties. Not as good as Panic at the Disco. <laughs> but in the eighties, when was the disco? Seventies. Okay. Yeah.
1: Disco was dead by the eighties. R.I.P. But then apparently Beyoncé's coming out with a disco album, so I don't know. Oh my god, I'm here for that. She is. Her new... I didn't know that I needed that so bad. I just saw it today. Like, she's releasing a new album. Incredible. At the end of July. And people think it's a disco theme. Why? Because <laughs> she's riding, like, a really sparkly horse that looks like a disco Ooh, ball. I
0: like that. Wasn't she the one in... No. Austin Powers? Yeah. That was her? Yeah. So she, Foxy Cleopatra Yeah She got
1: the The itch then. She did She did And it just She's took like, her Took her a while to... 25 years
0: I'll do an album <laughs> Dedicated to this moment Okay Okay I'm gonna go Go I'm talking about The McMartin Preschool <laughs> Da 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 Okay McMartin Preschool <laughs> uh, The McMartin Preschool Was a premier school In Manhattan <laughs> Beach, California Heard of it? Heard of her. Not of the school, but heard of Manhattan Beach. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Spoilies. Hmm. Um, This preschool was a family-run business. It was founded by the, like, grandmother matriarch of the family called Virginia McMartin. Virginia. She employed her daughter, Peggy, as the administrator. And Peggy. And Peggy. (laughs) Um, And her two grandchildren, who would be Peggy's kids, Ray and Peggy.
1: (laughs) And Peggy and Peggy, two Peggy's. We got a dual Peggy, um, do a dual Peggy situation.
0: And then there was, of course, a handful of other teachers. Um, in July of 1983, a woman called Judy Johnson had a two and a half year old that attended McMartin Preschool, um, and Judy noticed that her son, who maybe we'll call him Jay, Jay. Um, I don't know his name honestly, but sometimes it's easier to track if they have a name. So. Judy noticed that Jay had developed a little rash on his bum.
1: Oh, no. Um,
0: and he had, like, rectal bleeding when he had a, a big number, two. Oh, my. Which is, like, common, right? Well, maybe For babies. he just needed some For ba- fiber. Yeah, I feel like diaper rash, too. Diaper Anyways. rash, needed some fiber. <laughs> sure.
1: Get some Metamucil in that <laughs> kid. Rather <laughs> than,
0: like, putting ointment on or maybe, like, a stool softener. Um, Metamucil. Judy called the fuzz.
1: Why? <laughs> she got Judy. on the horn
0: with an officer, and is she it was like... Judy? <laughs> Judy's a tough one, isn't it? They're just... I think it's... They're a different breed, Judy. I think Judy was the Karen of the generation before. They're
1: just... I, I, I can't put my finger on Judy. Something about it. Something about a
0: Judy. Um, there's a Judy, I'm pretty sure, in my family, and you're an exception. You're great. Oh, yeah, there is, there is. And she is actually great. There's always okay. an
1: exception to the name rule.
0: Yes. <clears throat> okay, so she, um, she's on the phone with the officer, and she says she wants to report a crime. Yeah, of course she did. She and did. thus began what appeared, not what appeared, oh, no, yeah, yep, I wrote it right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. She it, oh gosh. Okay. And thus began what appeared to be the largest satanic based child abuse scandal in American history, what? setting off a nationwide panic. Mm. Dare I say a satanic panic? Yeah. Yeah? Uh huh. Um, Judy said that her son had been molested oh, at the McMartin preschool. Uh, specifically, somehow she knew by, at the time, 25 year old Ray, the grandson okay son of peggy and Uh brother of other peggy (laughs) (laughs) um and he's in a peggy sandwich he's in a peggy sandwich and he's being uh, convicted accused of terrible things so Mm. the cops were like oh okay sure Um, So they asked Jay to identify who Ray was, and Jay was unable to do that. He didn't know who he was. Um, Additionally, medical investigations of Jay showed absolutely no signs of sexual abuse. Hmm. No matter, says the Manhattan Beach crack team of detectives. Um, They pull out their big old magnifying glass, um, and they search Ray's home. Mm. And here's the evidence that they found. (gasps) Tell me. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. And this is true. A rubber duck. A rubber duck. A graduation robe. <gasps> a teddy Satan. bear. And a Playboy magazine.
1: Satan. So. I mean. Rock solid case. Rock solid case. Especially, you had me at rubber duck. <laughs> <laughs> no, know. I had a devil duck. Yeah. Like a little rubber ducky like that was red horns. Get to jail. Yeah. Sorry, babe. You're out.
0: Sorry. Um. Okay. So, just it's going to be a spoiler, but I think it's important to mention off the top so you can keep this in mind Mm -hmm. while you're listening. Yeah. This man spends five years incarcerated because of a rubber freaking duck. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the extent of proof that they had against him it was a rubber duck, a graduation robe, a teddy bear, and a Playboy magazine. So, I'm speechless. Uh, Police arrest Ray uh, on September 7th, 1983. The following day, the police sent a letter to 200 parents of the McMartin Preschool that said the following. Dear parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation involving child molestation. Ray Buckley, an employee of Virginia McMartin's preschool, was arrested September 7th, 1983, By this department, the following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children, as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary for a complete investigation. No, it's not. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We're asking your assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if they have been witness to any crime or if she has been a victim he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts including oral sex, fondling of gen, gen, gen <laughs> genitals, <laughs> <laughs> I just a stroke, buttocks or chest area and sodomy, and sodomy possibly committed under the pretense of quote taking the child's temperature. Also photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. Any information from your child regarding having ever observed Ray Buckley to leave a classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they've ever observed Ray Buckley tie up a child is important. Um, Please complete the enclosed information and return it. We'll contact you um, if the circumstances dictate it. We ask that you please keep this investigation strictly confidential because of the nature of the charges and the highly emotional effect it could have on our community.
1: Why didn't they put that at the top of the list? <laughs> please, do not,
0: please do not discuss this investigation with anyone outside your immediate family. Do not consider or discuss the investigation with Raymond Buckley, any member of the accused defendant's family, or employees connected to the McMartin Preschool.
1: They should have put that at the <laughs> very, very beginning because people are reading it and then they're like, oh my God, did you see? And they're well, not reading till the bottom.
0: All caps at the very bottom. There is no evidence to indicate that the management of the Vir- Virginia McMartin's preschool had any knowledge of this situation nor detrimental information concerning the operation of the school has been discovered during this investigation. Also, no other employee in the school is under investigation for any criminal act. Okay, so they name Ray. First and last name. First and last name. Um, they say that he's bad, abusing your kid, and mm-hmm. BTW, keep it a secret.
1: Yeah. By the way, don't have- and but, sh- <laughs> but don't tell anyone. Sorry, <laughs> keep secret. that to yourself.
0: So parents are like, oh, Timmy,
1: did Ray, <laughs> Had Ray tie up any children? Put recently? his finger in your butt. <laughs> um, and and say he was taking. And then they're like,
0: okay, perfect. Like. I'll just carry on, not traumatized at all. No, they didn't. They freaked out, obviously, yeah. which I would
1: do. That's insane and horrifying and I vague. Would, I would freak out if anyone at my age said that someone <laughs> put a finger in the butt. <laughs> uh, but Unless okay. you're into that kind of thing, which is Um.
0: Okay, so... It just was a bad idea to send Too that letter. Bad. Bad idea. It freaked out the entire community. Mm-hmm. It basically tried Ray before there was literally any evidence. Yeah. Good luck finding an impartial jury. Mm hmm. Um, and there's just no facts. No, not a one. Uh, other than Judy telling them
1: Judy, Judy, uh, Judy.
0: But n- nothing based on facts. But let's remember that that is proof enough for the MD mbpd and judy feeling validated in her bizarre allegations she reports more and more unlikely misbehavior at the school to the police and she claims that peggy ray's mom was involved in satanic practices judy judy
1: do you know what they say about (laughs) snitches
0: (laughs) um so we got to it satanic practices i blame judy yeah. Hondo P. Okay. Blame Judy. Just wait where we're going with this. All right. I don't, I don't like Judy it. said that they took Jay to their satanic church, where what? Jay was made to watch a baby being beheaded, and then he was forced to drink the blood. She insisted that Ray had sodomized her son while his head was in a toilet. She said that they had taken Jay to a car wash uh, and locked him in the trunk, but also somehow there was an orgy happening
1: in the at the trunk? same time, I'm not sure. <laughs> in the car wash, What's going on? <laughs> it's this
0: is gonna surprise you, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Judy said that other teachers at the school chopped up rabbits and placed quote some sort of star on Jay's bottom.
1: Maybe it was a gold star sticker.
0: <laughs> Good so job, Jay. You, you shouldn't put it there, teacher. First of all, but I don't think that that makes sense. Okay, so uh, Judy also said that Ray pranced around the preschool in a cape. In a Santa Claus costume. Oh no! A child playing dress up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> using, oh, no! Using his no, imagination.
0: Ray. Oh. The alleged bad guy.
1: I stand by my statement. Yeah,
0: he's at a preschool. He probably up preschool. dressed up like Santa Claus.
1: I mean, <clears throat> if you work in a preschool, your entire job is to essentially play with children.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, but let's remember, she's not just gossiping around town. She's going to the popo. She's straight up telling the Manhattan Beach Police Department. Um, but the satanic part comes after they had already sent the letter. So they're like, well, I guess we have to double down. Um, so obviously the parents were freaking out. Like I said, this was a premier school, which I imagine means it's expensive.
1: Probably. And in Manhattan Beach, I mean. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. And like I know people who work for a very expensive private school and the parents are like way less
1: rational we'll call it than the yes. public school parents. The more expensive <laughs> you went to a private school school. is Yeah. The, mm, the weirder the parents are. Yes, I did go to I did go to a private Your middle dad school. I'm
0: gonna say this, your dad is great. And that's where I'm gonna end that.
1: My dad is great. My dad is great. My dad, yeah, my dad's public school education. <laughs> um,
0: no, yeah, but no, I'm no, just so. saying that's the only parent that's not crazy.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll not argue there. Yeah.
0: Okay. So anyways, uh, <clears throat> okay. So the police interview a bunch of kids that were current students, but all the kids were like, what? What? No, no that didn't happen. What are you talking about? But because of the size of the preschool and these allegations against it, the police department was feeling like this enormous pressure Mm -hmm. to, like, do something about it. Yeah. They were like, well, this seems hard. Let's not do it. So they handed the majority of the investigation over to the Child Institute International Agency, which is an agency with a mission of identifying and treating abused children. And this feels like a good... Good intentions, for sure. Feels positive. But the execution was completely inappropriate and bad and wrong and ruined people's
1: lives. Of course it was, because why not?
0: Okay, so the parents were encouraged to send their kids to the CII, we'll call it for short, um, for two-hour quote-unquote interviews. Uh, they would interview over 400 children, both past and current attendees of McMartin Preschool. At first, the kids were like, Nah, dog, like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, that just we just finger painted and learned letters or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> McFarlane, I don't know her first name, she's trash. She was a so- <laughs> social worker in the institute um, that people described as a quote unlicensed him. therapist. Oh, God. Uh, She reportedly conducted many interviews by using controversial techniques that involved puppets, stuffed animals, and anatomically correct dolls. She took one psychology course and was like, yep. She allegedly told the kids she wanted them to share, quote, yucky secrets. So
1: Yeah, and probably their yucky (laughs) secrets is like, um, I saw Jimmy eat a booger. (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy always eats boogers. Jimmy, stop with the boogers.
0: Um... So the interviews lasted around two hours and consisted of a series of leading questions offering the children rewards if they answered the way they wanted them to. Okay. By the end of the hour-long interview, most of the children, like we're talking two to seven-year-olds, eventually started giving stories that the interviewers wanted to hear. So there's this kid named Kyle who came forward like 20 years always later. Always a Kyle. <laughs> there's always a Kyle. It's always a Kyle. <laughs> but he came back... Um, And he was a part of a um, an article called "I'm Sorry." So he like had kids by then, and Mm -hmm. he was like wanted to come forward and kind of tell his side of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But he remembers driving to the C.I.I. with his family and waiting there for hours. He Mm -hmm. said, "As a little kid, it felt like weeks, but..." you know it was a long time yeah Kyle remembers them asking extremely uncomfortable questions about whether Ray had touched me him and about all the teachers and what they did um Kyle points out that he never met Ray Mm. anyways Kyle said that he didn't like nothing happened um and he said he remembers them almost giggling laughing saying like (laughs) we know that things happen to you uh why don't you just go ahead and tell us you
1: silly child like
0: use these dolls if you're scared
1: yeah yeah um, Show me where he touched you.
0: Yeah, exactly. He said that every time he gave an answer they didn't like, they'd just ask it again and, and be like, um, it's okay. Like It's okay to say that he touched you in your butt or whatever. Um, touched you in your no <laughs> Yeah. And... Remember, Kyle had already felt like he'd been there for weeks, just waiting for this stupid Mm -hmm. interview. So he, at some point, realized, "quote I'm not going to get out of here unless I tell them what they want to hear." Mm, In addition,
1: like a coerced confession. Yeah. Uh,
0: In addition to these leading interviews, 150 children out of the um, 400—I don't know how they were chosen, but it probably wasn't great. 150 of them received medical examinations. Um, A doctor, Astrid Hager. Worked for the CII, um, and she concluded that 80% of these kids had been molested. What? How did she determine this? I don't know. Well, Dr. Astrid didn't base her findings on f- physical evidence. Of course not. She based this off her belief that, quote, any conclusion should validate the child's history. I'm sorry, what? Basically because I said so. Oh, God. Um, Kyle was examined by was a doctor. Was Astrid a child? <laughs> was
1: it a child doctor?
0: that's the only excuse like that is the only excuse but they still like oh well kyle was examined by the doctor and he had to take his clothes off and lay down on the examination table he said they quote looked at my butt and penis and there was um, a room with a lot of toys and stuffed animals and dolls he said the dolls were like pasty white with hair over their genitals and the doctors asked the kids to undress the dolls that's Just really super weird creepy that's
1: weird it's weird
0: yeah and like listen i want to be sensitive because there are
1: yeah okay. bad yeah. people there are there are bad people that do bad things in schools like there was but, one at the like the daycare by my house obviously because why not <laughs> because south dakota you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, they're bad people. There are bad things in preschools. like.
0: But these are the allegations that were made during the interview from yeah. the children. Okay, so the first one. Ray, as well as a few other teachers, flew in the classroom while dressed as witches. Which, uh, now just means women. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray took one child to meet a, quote, goat man. And took another to a house where he met, where, like, the owner i guess let lions roam free the kids say that they visited local businesses um and had been assaulted there and they said that the adults um oh no sorry the assaults took place on farms in circus houses mm. and in strangers
1: homes and in secret rooms circus houses that's not a thing he just had a bounce house party and they was like oh, yeah. it's a circuit house um <laughs> or, ooh, or it was a house that was being fumigated yeah. And it's covered in one those of those do tarps. Look fun, don't Those they? do look like a circuit <laughs> house. Even though there's like deathly chemicals. <laughs> yeah, you will die. You will die.
0: Um, the kids agreed with Judy, who said that um, their teacher had killed rabbits, and they also added turtles. And um, Ray at one point beat a horse to death with a bat. Uh, and some kids say they had to drink their blood. Obviously. Mm. Okay. One student said he'd been taken to a graveyard where the kids were forced to use pickaxes and a shovel to dig up coffins. And once they were dug up, they would be open and the teachers would begin hacking at the bodies with knives. First of all, what four-year-olds doing manual labor?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know many four-year-olds, but I, don't, I think they would get bored in like yeah. two
0: seconds. Flat. I know a few. And yeah, that's true. Um, kids reported being transported off-site to abuse locations via hot air balloon.
1: Okay. A little around the world in 80 days action. Ooh, yeah.
0: Except for three hours, because that's how long preschool is. Ooh, One yeah. kid identified Chuck Norris <laughs> and said that he had been <laughs> present for some of the abuse. Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris was there.
1: Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. They were just watching Walker, Texas Ranger, and they're like, that guy.
0: They were... Um, I forget what it was exactly, but they were talking to a cop, and there was like they saw a picture of him, and were like, "Yep, it was that guy."
1: Yeah, that guy. Right there.
0: <laughs> um, the kids said that there were tunnels under the school where they would go down and be assaulted. Uh, don't worry, they literally dug up the school, and there were no tunnels. Okay, good. Uh, but somehow, it's still true. And my favorite Ooh. is the claim that the children were flushed down the toilets into secret rooms where they would be abused. Cleanse and presented back to their parents. Like I said, preschool is like three hours, so.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of time. Also,
0: there. a toilet? Toilet?
1: I don't think you can flush a kid Someone down a, a toilet. confused with a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, Timmy, that was the goldfish. Uh,
0: so the parents and other advocates were determined to, quote, believe the children. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when the evidence didn't back up their claims. Which, like, Kids are liars <laughs>
1: the, Yeah They can be Never believe the children They can They can be big fat liars I told you this
0: But my nephew Was singing Yankee Doodle Dandy The other day <laughs> And we <laughs> asked him like Where do you learn that And he was like Oh I made it up You <laughs> did <Listen. laughs> You are a liar <laughs> <laughs> So if, they're, if kids are saying They're being flushed Down a toilet Just do like some Light fact checking mm-hmm. That's all I asked Yeah <laughs> Just
1: a little bit Of fact checking
0: Okay so on March 22nd, 1984. It's my birthday. Oh, it
1: is. Not really, but. A few
0: years before. A couple years before me. Um, Virgin- it's a bad day for these people. Virginia oh, M- McMartin, Peggy, her daughter, Ray, and of Peggy. course. And other Peggy. Peggy. Um, and three other teachers Mary Ann Jackson, Betty Rader, and Babette
1: Spittler.
0: But that's a cute name.
1: She sounds like a spitfire and just a good time.
0: Uh, They were charged with 115 counts of child
1: abuse. Not that good of a time.
0: Later expanded to 321 involving 48 children. Yeesh. So despite this complete insanity, there were trials. There was 20 months of preliminary hearings. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is going to be a shock. But the children's testimony during the preliminary hearing was inconsistent. uh,
1: I'm shocked. I
0: know. (laughs) Me too. In 1986, uh, so what did I say? Two years later, um, a new district attorney called the evidence, quote, incredibly weak and dropped all charges against Virginia, the grandma, Peggy, the sister, the second Peggy, um, and the three teachers, Mary and Betty, and Babette. But, I mean, their lives were still ruined.
1: Yeah. You can't I mean, be a
0: teacher after that sex allegation. Especially
1: if your name is Babette. How many Babettes are there? No,
0: not enough. Not I do know that. Babettes. I really like
1: that name. I mean, it's a tragedy. There are not enough Babettes. <laughs> yes. Agreed.
0: Okay, so we still have uh, Peggy, Ray's mom, whose bail is set at $1 million, and Ray, of course, and uh, he had been denied bail. Mm, so now we move to July 13th, 1987. Mm hmm. The next year, Ray had been incarcerated for three years at this point, and the trial would last until January
1: 1990.
0: Holy 1987 moly! 1987 to 1990. That's three years. Yeah, <laughs> this is so long. It's a long time. During like... the trial, the prosecution had several medical witnesses. Um, the defense also had a handful, but the judge was like, after. The prosecution had all i think it was, yeah had all seven um go up and testify the judge was like this is taking too long like you guys get one mm-hmm. <laughs> so um at the end the prosecution was like we had seven experts and those idiots only had one so like we win we're more right but like that's not true At one point in the three years, a jailhouse snitch came forward to say that Ray had admitted to everything to him. Um, It came to light that the prosecution had given the snitch immunity in a previous charge if he would testify against Ray. (laughs) The charge she was getting out of was perjury by committing perjury.
1: Well, I mean, know your audience.
0: That's the justice
1: system at work. I mean, you know... If you want the job done right, you to find somebody. <laughs> find an you. expert. Find an expert and someone who's in jail for perjury. Well, would they be an expert because they yeah. got
0: caught? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um after th- not very good at it.
1: That's <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: After three insane years of testimony and nine weeks of deliberation, Jeez. the jury uh, acquitted Peggy on all counts. Ray was cleared of 52 out of 65 counts. Yeah. Um, and there were two jurors who refused to agree to acquit Ray on the other, whatever that math is. So mm-hmm. the jury was hung. Mm. So another trial started in May of 1990. Um, it resulted in July of 1990, so much shorter, yeah. with another hung jury. So the prosecution literally just gave up. And the case was closed, and the charges against Ray was dismissed. Really? He'd been incarcerated for five years because of some stupid kid said Ray flushed him down the toilet. <laughs> oh, by the way, Judy, Jay's mom, she was hospitalized for acute paranoid schizophrenia and was found dead in 1986 before the preliminary hearing concluded.
1: Judy, Judy, Judy honey,
0: Judy. The McMartin preschool abuse trial was the longest and most expensive criminal trial in American history. The government had spent seven years and $15 million investigating and prosecuting a case that was just baloney. Um, just as a reference, O.J. Simpson's trial cost taxpayers $4.99 million just five years later. So, $10 million less. less. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget that it's Child Crime Month. All those hundreds of kids who were left emotionally damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle said that he tried to come clean to his mom at one point when he was a kid, and she just wouldn't believe him. She's like,
1: "No, no, you told your story. Yeah, don't try to change it."
0: And their relationship has never recovered. Um, and his mom still believes that something happened at that school, um, like other than learning, and she blames that for <laughs> uh, she blames that the for so their dysfunctional <laughs> family. Um, Also, the uh, trauma from the exams from the hack doctors, I'm sure, had psychological consequences. You don't want to go see a doctor after that. No. And living with the guilt of lying and knowing that you're lying and you, like, ruin people's lives. James M. M. Wood, a research psychologist at University of Texas at El Paso, has studied the McMartin interviews done by the CII. Giving children dolls and puppets during a forensic interview encourages them to pretend and fantasize instead of sticking to facts, Wood mm-hmm. says. When an interviewer refuses to take no for an answer, this implies that another response is required, even if it's not true. Yeah, um, Saying that a defendant such as Ray Buckley is being followed by undercover police implies that the accused is dangerous and that the children should help lock him up. Um and wood says talent they like told the children that quote everyone's talking about the crime so that creates conformity pressures that are highly improper mm-hmm. anyway so satan had nothing to do with that it, and it's honestly just one uh, woman who desperately needed mental health help judy judy r i p what's the uh, purgatory so what right. i mean yeah. instead yeah. Of peace judy <laughs> judy poor judy Poor Ray. She couldn't help it. I know. I know.
1: Judy. Judy. Judy, honey. Judy. Sweet Judy.
0: But the good news is, it wasn't happening. It wasn't. It actually wasn't happening. (laughs) Nothing really happened. (laughs) (laughs) Except for, you know, lives ruined.
1: Okay, you go. All right. I am doing... Another uplifter. Another uplifting <laughs> one. Remember, it's Shadow Crime Month. Yes. Uh, I'm doing the West Memphis Three. Woo! So, if you don't want to listen to me explain it, watch the documentary Paradise Lost. Yes. Very good.
0: Take heed. Tyler. You will see a dead child in the first five in, minutes. In, like,
1: the first five minutes. Yeah. Of the Not even the first, not like, even. three minutes. It's, like, almost
0: like, the first shot.
1: Child, I'm like oh.
0: I know. I told you to watch it, and you're like, "Hey!"
1: i like, "Wait a minute, you didn't warn me." <laughs> That's a body. <laughs> Babies, it's body. body, Okay, spoilies dead kids. So, uh, on May 5th, 1993, three eight-year-old boys were reported missing in West Memphis, Arkansas. Uh, so, the first to report to the police was made by one of the boys' adopted adoptive fathers named John John Mark Byers around 7 p.m. The boys were allegedly last seen together by three three neighbors who in affidavits told of seeing them playing together around 6.30 p.m. that evening um, that they disappeared. Um, The three boys were all second graders at Weaver Elementary School and each had achieved the rank of wolf in the local (gasps) Cub Scout pack. (laughs)
0: How-woo. How-woo. <laughs> Get that full moon. Get oh, that yeah. wolf. Yeah. Um,
1: And they were the best of friends. Cute. So Aww. the three boys, oh, we have Stephen Branch. Yep. Steve Branch. Um, Stevie. He was the son of Stephen and Pamela. Oh. Um, but they divorced and his mother was awarded custody and later married a guy named Terry. Terry. Uh, He was eight years old and four feet, two inches tall, weighing 65 pounds, and was last seen wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt, riding a black and red bicycle, and he was an honor student. Oh. Next is Christopher Byers. Uh, His parents also divorced when he was four, and mom remarried John Mark Byers, so this is the The one that called it in. Um, And then John actually adopted Christopher as his own, so that's why Christopher's name is just John's. Cute. Um, He was also last seen wearing blue jeans, dark shoes, and a white long sleeve shirt. Um, And he, according to his mom, Christopher was the typical eight-year-old that still believed in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Which, if any children are listening to this, number one, stop it. (laughs) Number two... Still real. Your parents are lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went different paths we, we went totally different <laughs> paths. Um, and then the third is, his name's Michael Moore. He uh, was eight years old, four feet two, um, and he was last seen wearing blue pants, a blue Boy Scouts of America t-shirt, Ooh, and an orange and blue Boy Scout hat, and riding a light green bicycle. He enjoyed oh my wearing my his God. Scout uniform, even when he was not oh my at gosh. meetings. Um, he was like all into the scouts. Cute. All about the scouts. Loved oh. his outfit, loved everything about it. Proud um, to be a scout. Proud to be How a scout. Ha-hoo. How, woo. How woo to woo. the moon. How to the moon. ha <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, his ex- his parents were not divorced.
0: Oh, Thought I'd throw that Congrats to them.
1: Muzzle. so a more so they were reported missing on the fifth. Okay. Of July. Of July. <gasps> That's <on>. today. Ah! <laughs> oh my no May. Oh May. Or month month. <laughs> A month ago. Today. Okay, great. Um. Two months. <laughs> oh you, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Calendar, <laughs> Calendar math is math. hard. Um. So, but so they reported missing on the fifth of May okay. at around seven p.m. p.m. Okay. A more thorough police search. Right, right. For the children began around 8 a.m. on May (sighs) 6th. That's too long. Searchers canvassed all of West Memphis, but focused primarily on this place called Robin Hood Hills, Mm. where the boys were reported last seen. Mm. Um, Despite a shoulder-to-shoulder search of Robin Hood Hills, um, searchers found no sign of the missing boys. Around uh, 1.45 p.m., a juvenile parole officer spotted a boy's black shoe floating in a muddy creek Uh that led to a major drainage canal in Robin Hood Hills. Uh, A subsequent search of the ditch revealed the bodies of the three boys. Uh, They had been stripped naked and were hog-tied with their own shoelaces, their right ankles tied to their wrists behind their backs, and the same with their left arms and legs. Um, their clothing was found in the creek. Some of it was, like, twisted around sticks Hmm. that had been, like, shoved into the ground. Oh,
0: try and keep it down there.
1: Um, and then, uh, the clothing was mostly turned inside out. Um, and they never recovered two of the boys' underwear. Hmm. Um, Christopher Byers had lacerations to various parts of his body, um, including mutilation of his scrotum and penis. Ouch, bubs. Yeah, uh, So, police officers James Sudbury and Stephen Jones felt that the crime had cult overtones. Sure. Why not? Because why not? And uh, that this kid, this eight-year-old kid named Damien Eccles, yeah. might be the subject suspect because he had an interest in occultism. And his name being Damien, which is. Ooh, demon. Demon. Um, and, uh, one of the police officers said he felt that, uh, Eccles was capable of murdering children. What a douche. Douche canoe. <laughs> um, so the police interviewed Eccles on May 7th, two days after the bodies were discovered. Um, during a polygraph, he denied any involvement. Um, and, but the polygraph examiner was like, wait a minute, this, in- it indicates deception. <laughs> Uh, on May 9th, during a formal interview, um, Damien mentioned that one of the victims had wounds to his genitals, and law enforcement views it as knowledge that was incriminating. Okay. Did they tell everybody first? They had told people. The news. In the news! In the news. Um, so a month had passed with little progress in the case. Police continued to focus their investigation solely upon Damien. Sure. Uh, interrogating him more frequently than any other person. We love a tunnel vision. Um, they claimed he was not regarded as a direct suspect, but a source of information. Sure, sure. Uh, on May 6th, so, bef- like, so the day that the boys were found, but like a little bit earlier in the day. Okay. This woman named Vicki Hutchinson took a polygraph test. Okay. Because she was being accused of stealing money from her employer. Okay. Um, and her son Aaron was also present and proved such a distraction that she was unable to like, do the polygraph <laughs> yeah. test. Well, um, get the kid in a different get, room. Put the kid in the put the kid in a room. Get the kid a <laughs> sucker and put a movie on. Put a movie on. It's kids are easy. Little Mermaid. Put it on. Put it on. Um. Aaron, who was a playmate of the three boys, mm-hmm. um, mentioned that the boys had been killed at the playhouse.
0: That's creepy. Uh,
1: when the bodies proved to have been discovered where Aaron indicated, um, the officer asked him for further details, and Aaron claimed he had witnessed the murders committed by satanists <coughs> who spoke Spanish.
0: Oh, they always do.
1: Always speak Spanish. Um, Aaron's fa- Aaron's further statements were wildly inconsistent and unable to identify the three suspects, which we'll get into the other two in a minute, um, from a photo lineup, and there was no actual playhouse at the location that Aaron mentioned. I was going to say, the playhouse can't be in a river. Yeah, there's no, there was no playhouse. Um, A police officer leaked portions of Aaron's statement to the press, contributing to the growing belief that the murders were part of the satanic right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Cool. Cool. So, (laughs) So on June 2nd, um, Hutchison told police, so Vicki uh, told police that about two weeks after the murders were committed, um, she and Damian Eccles and this guy named Jesse Kelly attended a Wiccan meeting in hmm. Arkansas. Okay. She also claimed that at the Wiccan meeting, a drunken Eccles openly bragged about killing the three boys. Um, and on June 3rd. Third, the police actually interrogated Jesse Miskelly, Who is seventeen.
0: Okay. With no
1: parent, I assume. And he has an IQ of seventy-two. Oh honey. Which is categorizing him as borderline intellectual functioning. Uh-huh. Um, and his status is a minor, he was questioned alone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way we do. We question minors Just alone. Just like um Exactly. What's like that making called? a murder. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, His parents were not present during the interrogation, um, but his father had given permission for his son to go with the police, but Mm. did not express permission for him to be interrogated by Mm -hmm. the police um, or to be questioned at all. Uh, He was questioned for about 12 hours, but only two segments, which totaled 46 minutes, were Hmm. actually recorded. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Good. Um, And he... Confessed.
0: That so he Essentially,
1: did it? That they did it. Um, but he quickly recanted the confession, citing intimidation, coercion, fatigue, and veiled threats from police. Um, he specifically said he was scared of the police during his confession. Um, shortly after Ms. Kelly's first confession, police arrested Damien and um, Jesse's close friend named Jason Baldwin, who was 16. <laughs> Um, eight months after his original confession on February seventeenth, <coughs> uh, Jesse made another statement to the police, and his lawyer remained in the room and continuously advised Jesse to just shush. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesse ignored it and, and went on detail about how the boys were abused. Oh boy Listen to your lawyers. Yeah, don't just, just listen shush. to the just shush. Always Even get th- a lawyer no matter what. Always yeah. get a lawyer and just shush. Shush. Uh, So Miss Kelly was actually tried separately from Eccles, from Damien and Jason. Okay. um, Because of the Brit, the Brutton rule, which the Brutton rule, glad you asked. I don't know. um, Was a 1968 Supreme Court ruling in which the court held that a defendant was deprived of his rights under the confrontation clause if Mm. a confession Mm -hmm. by his co-defendant was introduced in their joint trial. Regardless of whether the jury received instructions only to consider it against the confessor, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so Jesse's confession could not be admitted against his co-defendants. That's why he was tried separately by himself. Obviously, oh, um, he's the only one that confessed. Yeah, he's the only one that gotcha. confessed. So during the trial, um, an expert on fate on false confessions and police coercion. Um, testified that the brief recording of his interrogation was a classic example of police coercion. Mm -hmm. He was questioned for 12 hours, Mm -hmm. but they only have 46 minutes. Well, and
0: he still got things wrong. Yeah. Like, that didn't actually happen. Or it was like, he said that they, like, strangled him with a rope or something. they're like, you mean a shoelace? Yeah, you mean
1: it was a shoelace? (laughs) You mean their own shoelaces? And he's like, uh, yeah. Sure.
0: did mean that.
1: So um and his various confessions uh were inconsistent. Yeah. Um including an admission that Miss Kelly watched uh Damien rape one of the boys. Mm. Um and the police had initially suspected that they had been raped because of I don't even want to say this. Um but there was no forensic evidence indicating the murdered boys has had been raped. Um, what happened was actually a normal post-mortem, like, something that happens when you die. hmm You know. Your bum hole gets bigger. Your bum hole gets bigger, and <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Uh, on February 5th, 1984, Jesse was convicted of a jury of one count of first-degree murder and two counts of second-degree murder. Uh, the court sentenced him to life plus 40 years. Uh, his conviction was appealed but the arkansas supreme court affirmed the conviction three weeks later damien and jason went on trial uh the prosecution accused three young men of committing a satanic murder <laughs> because why not so uh they called the prosecution called an expert in the occult yeah to testify that the murders were a satanic ritual because why not um And on March 19th, Damien and Jason were found guilty on three counts of murder. The court sentenced Eccles, uh, Damien, to death and Baldwin to life in prison. Yikes. At the trial, the defense team argued that news articles from the time could have been the source for Damien's knowledge about the general mutilation, and Eccles even said that his knowledge was limited to what was on TV. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. You put it out in the media... (laughs) Everybody knows. Says what's being said in the media, and they're like, that's a confession. Like, well, I heard. I heard. Uh, The prosecution claimed that Damien's knowledge was nonetheless too close to the facts, and he did it. Uh, Since there was no public reporting of drowning or that one victim had been mutilated more than the others, Hmm. um, Damien testified that a detective's description of their earlier conversation, which was not recorded, Mm. included those details. Yeah, of course. Um,. And Mara Leverett, who's investigated journalist and author of a book called the devil's Knot*, argued that Damien's information may have come from police leaks. Yeah. Um, that circled amongst the local public. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense team objected when the prosecution attempted to question Damien about his past violent behaviors, but the objections were overruled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there've been widespread criticism of how the police actually handled the crime scene. Um, Citing multiple substantial police errors at the crime scene, cata- characterizing it as literally trampled, especially the creek bed. Because there were like cops there, right? It was the cops that were like yeah. trampling all over. <laughs> Um, and the bodies had been removed from the water before the coroner arrived to examine the scene and determine the state of rigor mortis, allowing the bodies to decay on the creek bed mm-hmm. and be exposed to sunlight, mm-hmm. and insects, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: animals that they had to shoe. <laughs> um, the police did not telephone the coroner until almost two hours after the discovery of the floating shoe. Why would you? Why would you? Which, you know, led to the coroner being late. Right. Didn't know he had to be he there.
0: Wasn't aware.
1: Wasn't aware. Didn't know he had to be there. <laughs> Probably was having a sandwich.
0: Oh, breakfast. It was
1: ooh, eight. Oh, breakfast. Um. Uh, and officials uh fail to drain the creek in a timely manner and secure evidence from the water. Um you just like Damn it. Damn it. Mm. You damn one side of it and then well, the rest of it. Sure. Well. Makes sense. Adds up. Um So the creek was sandbagged after the bodies were pulled from the water. (laughs) Okay. And also calls the coroner's investigation extremely substandard. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a very small amount of blood found at the scene that was never tested. But besides that, no additional blood was found at the crime scene, Mm -hmm. which indicates the murders took place at a different location and the bodies were dumped. Not in the water. So according to the author of The Devil's Knot, um, she said police records were a mess to call them disorderly would be putting it mildly. Um, and basically, she also said that the police force was overwhelmed by the crime, which was unlike anything they ever had investigated. Yeah. Um, and they'd actually, like, said, um, from the Arkansas State Police, said, hey, we'll come in and we'll help you with this. Like, yeah. It's a big case. You're not used to it. I'm let am sure us it's come a smallish town. Yeah. Let us come in and help you. Um but oh, no. um they suggested that it was actually because the West Memphis Police Department was actually currently under investigation oh, good. by good. the Arkansas State Police. Perfect. Um for suspected theft from the drug team. <laughs> Oh boy So they were being investigated by the Arkansas State police, the Arkansas State police saying, Hey, we'll come, we'll help you. Yeah. They're like, nah, we're good. They're like
0: please stay away. Please stay
1: away. However, we steal our drugs. <laughs> stay <Yeah>. away. <laughs> um when police speculated about the assailant, the juvenile probation officer assisting at the scene of the murders suspected that Damien was capable of committing the murders, actually saying it looks like Damien Eccles finally killed somebody. Because he's a goth. Because he's a goth and he's like in is into really like Metal music and listens yeah. to Metallica. So he, the
0: character on Stranger Things, help me out, what's his name? Oh no. Is based off of Damien Echols.
1: See, okay. You told me that. Yeah. I believed
0: you 100%. I heard it somewhere from a non reputable source. But this source. is in
1: 1993.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, Stranger Things they're not saying it's him. Oh, God. It's it. just based off of what happened to him. You know, he's like a yeah, weird goth kid, got it, so got it, everybody thought
1: he did it. Okay, yeah, I follow. Um, so in May 1984 All three defendants appealed their convictions um, And they were upheld um, And one of them uh, Jesse Miskelley's lawyer Was preparing an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, So in 1986 The first in a series of three documentaries mm-hmm. Were released called Paradise Lost mm-hmm. um, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hill The film documents the events Following the arrests of the boys um, For the murder I'm saying boys because they're under 18 they're boys. They're boys. It's child crime month. Um, child crime people. The film starts with an introduction to the case before moving on to the rest of the three teenagers. Um, much of the community, including the detectives and the victim's parents, believe the murders were com- committed by the teenagers as part of a, of a satanic ritual. Uh, during the trial, uh, Damian Eccles is asked about his familiarity with Aleister Crowley, <laughs> um, who Aleister Crowley is an English occultist, mm-hmm. ceremonial magician, mm-hmm. poet, painter, novelist, and a mountaineer. Oh! Um, And then he also, Damien also states that he likes reading books by Anton LaVey, who Mm -hmm. is the founder of the Church of Satan, Mm -hmm. um, and Stephen King. Oh. The one and only book on the Conversations of Comedy club (laughs) is by Stephen King. Uh. Uh, The movie actually also marks the first time that Metallica allowed their music to be used in a movie. And I'm pretty sure they, like, stopped a concert and mm-hmm.
0: talked about him.
1: Yeah. They're very, they were very, like, pro Damian. the boys. Yeah. Like, yeah, use our music. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um, and actually, the documentarian that did Paradise Lost later did a documentary just on Metallica oh, called cool. Some Kind of Monster. Hmm. It's good. I've seen it. In 2007, uh, Damien petitioned for a retrial based on a statute permitting post-conviction testing of DNA due to technological advances made since 1994, mm-hmm. which would might provide exoneration. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the original trial judge disallowed presentation of this information in his court, and the ruling was thrown out by the Arkansas Supreme Court to all three defendants. Um, and then, as the years went on, some new evidence came to light mm-hmm. that they didn't like really even focus on. Um, so do you remember John Mark Byers? Yeah. The adoptive father uh-huh. of Christopher, who was the first guy that called them. Yes, I do. Um, he actually gave a knife to one of the documentarians' cameraman, um, right. while filming the very first Paradise Lost. Um, the knife was a folding hunting knife, and according to statements, um, given by the documentarians, um the cameraman informed them that he got the knife on December 19th, 1993. Okay. That was given to him by the step, by the stepdad Uh of one of the boys. Um, Like seven months later. Yeah. And so John initially claimed that the knife had never been used. However, Uh blood was found on the knife. (sighs) So he changed his story and said, Uh oh yeah, no, I only used it once to cut deer meat. To kill those three kids. Well, they tested the blood, Mm-mm. and the blood matched him and Chris's blood type. Uh oh. So the boy that was the little boy and John had the same blood type. It was a match. Oh. um Wasn't that advanced then? I know. When told the blood matched both their blood type blood types, he said he had no idea how that blood might have gotten on the knife. Um. During the interrogation, the West Memphis Police Department suggested that John might have left the knife out accidentally. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. And John was like, yeah, uh-huh. That's exactly what happened. I left out accidentally. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> um, further testing of the knife produced inconclusive results about the source of the blood. Um, he agreed and pa- agreed to and passed a polygraph test on the source of the blood. Um, and he also agreed to a polygraph test about the murders during the filming of Paradise Lost 2, called Revelations. Mm-hmm. But the documentary the documentary indicated that he was under the influence of several psychoactive prescription Uh-oh. medications huh. that could have affected the test results. Cool. I mean... So, following their convictions, um, all three of the boys submitted imprints of their teeth... Uh-huh. Because there were bite marks on Stephen Branch's forehead um, that had not been mentioned in the original autopsy or trial. Huh. Um, no matches were found. None. The three boys, it did not match yeah. any of their bite marks. Which, Mouths. bite mark is not, like, the best way no, to test No, it's not things. a thing anymore. It's not a thing anymore. Um, but it was.
0: But also, how many years after is that? Like, I feel like with they got prices or
1: like, something. This was like... <laughs> Very shortly after they were convicted, so like 94, 95. Okay, so their mouth didn't grow that much, but probably. Yeah. Um, however, John, John Byers, had his teeth removed in <laughs> 1997. Why not? After the first trial, before an imprint could be made. What? That's weird. He stated the reasons for removal are all very- All his teeth? All of his teeth. All of every single one. What the heck? Um- he claimed that it was a seizure medication was causing periodontal disease. Mm. But he also claimed that he'd planned removal because if he had other dental problems. So his story was not consistent as to why weird. he removed his teeth. Anyway. <laughs> um so weird. After us, the dentist. Yeah, talk to the dent. There's X-rays somewhere. Yeah. Um. So after an expert examined autopsy photos and noticed what he he noticed what he thought might be an imprint of a belt buckle on um. Christopher's corpse. John Byers revealed to the police that he'd spanked his stepson shortly before the boy disappeared. Uh Doesn't look good. And in October 2003, remember Vicky? Yeah, Vicki Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, who she played a huge part in the arrest of the boys. She went to that satanic um, ritual. She went to with the, them. the satanic ritual and had a party. Um, she stated every word that she'd given the police was a lie. Why'd you do that, Vicky? She asserted that the police had implied that if she did not cooperate with them, they would take away her child. Hmm. Uh, She said that when she visited the police station, employees had photographs of Damien, Jason, and Jesse on the wall and were using them as dartboards. (laughs) That's insane. Um, She also claims that the audio tape police said was unintelligible um, and that they eventually lost. So they had wired her. Oh. Had a, had her had a conversation with Damien uh-huh. to be like yeah about the remember that one remember, time remember the little boys <laughs> um, or
0: just the satanic ritual yeah I feel like that would be proof enough for them and
1: so the police said that was unintelligible and um, they eventually they lost it um, sure the tape was perfectly clear and contained <gasps> no incriminating statements what yeah but they lost it so I don't know to it is. Uh, 2007 uh, DNA collected from the crime scene was tested And none was found to match Damien, Jason, or Jesse I'm shocked um, And a hair not consistent with Steven Branch's stepfather Or not, excuse me A hair not inconsistent with Stevie Branch's stepfather Was found tied Into the knots used Ooh, to bind One of that's the That's a
0: big one uh, so not the stepdad that called the cops, the step- but the Another other one. Stepdad.
1: Okay. Um, this, and the prosecutors, while conceding that no DNA evidence tied the accused to the crime scene, said the state stands behind its convictions of Damien and his co-defendants. Hmm. And then in 2008, <coughs> it was revealed that Kent Arnold, who was a who was the jury foreman on the Eccles Baldwin trial, had discussed the case with an attorney prior to the beginning of deliberations. Um, Kent was accused of advocating for the guilt of the West Memphis, Memphis Three and sharing knowledge of hmm. inadmissible evidence hmm. um, like Jesse Muskelly's confession with other jurors. Oh, uh, so they didn't... At, at the two boys'
0: um, the, jury, they didn't... Did they not share the n- confession? Nope. Oh, uh, interesting.
1: And then... So the jury foreman was talking to one of the attorneys and the attorney so told, told him, hey, get a load of this. And then the foreman told everybody. Um, That's not fair. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not legal. It's not fact. legal. <laughs> um, so after weeks of negotiations um, on August 19th, 2011, the boys were released from prison as a part of a plea deal. Um, making the hearings ordered by the Arkansas Supreme Court unnecessary. Um, The three entered into an unusual Alford plea, Mm -hmm. um, which is a legal mechanism that allows defendants to plead guilty while still asserting their actual innocence. Mm -hmm. It was used also in the Staircase um, documentary. Michael Peterson did the Alford plea Mm -hmm. as well. It's basically
0: saying, I didn't do it, but you have enough to convict me that I did.
1: Which in this case, they don't. Which they don't,
0: but that's the only
1: way they would let them. Um, Under the deal, uh, the judge vacated the previous convictions, indicating the capital murder convictions for um, Damien and Jason, and ordered a new trial. So each man then entered the Alford plea, Mm -hmm. and were charged with a lesser charge of first and second degree murder while verbally stating their innocence. Um, They were sentenced to time served, which was a total of 18 years and 78 days. And they were each given a suspended imposition of sentence for ten years, but if they reoffend, they can be sent back to prison for twenty-one years. Reoffend, re-offend. sure. Um, the families of the victims are actually divided in their opinions hmm. as to the guilt or innocence of the West Memphis Three. In two thousand, the biological father of Christopher Byers expressed his doubts about the guilty verdict um, on the West Memphis Three website. In 2007, the mother of one of the victims joined those who have publicly questioned the verdict, calling for a reopening of the verdicts and further investigation of the evidence. Um, In 2007, John Mark Byers, who was previously vehement in his belief that the boys actually were guilty, uh, also announced that he now believes they were innocent. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, I had made the comment that if it were ever proven the three were innocent, I'd be the first to lead the charge for their freedom. Um, and he would take every opportunity that he has to voice the West Memphis, through are innocent and the evidence and proof and prove they're innocent. Um, he's spoken to the media on behalf of the convicted and expresses his desire for justice for the families, um, of both the victims and the accused, which is very weird because he's also the one that like had the knife, Yeah, had his teeth taken out. Teeth taken out. I'll never get over that. Very strange. Um, I've had literal nightmares about that. So since their release, yeah. uh, Jesse has become engaged to his high school girlfriend. Oh, cute! And enrolled in a community college to train as an auto mechanic. Cute! Uh... Jason Charles Baldwin. Charles. Apparently he goes by Charles. Cute. Um, I kept calling him Jason, so I'm sorry. I don't think everybody um, does. He moved to Seattle to <gasps> live with some friends. <gasps> what? Um, he's in a relationship with a woman who befriended him while he was in prison. Oh my God. And he states that he plans on enrolling in college to become a lawyer um, to help wow. wrongfully convicted persons prove their innocence. Um, in a 2011 interview, he said he worked for a construction company and was learning how to drive. Oh my gosh, they don't even know how to drive. Because he went to prison before he was able to learn how to drive. Okay. Uh, and probably the most famous of the three, Mr. Damien Eccles. Uh, he's done a lot. Uh, he relocated to Salem, Massachusetts with his wife and has no intentions of returning to Arkansas. No, I wouldn't. Um, in an interview, he said he would like to have a career in writing or visual arts. Um, he self-published a memoir called *Almost Home: My Life Story, Volume One* mm-hmm. while in prison. And then after it's released, he's worked on a number of additional media projects. Um, for music, he actually wrote a song for a um, for uh, Pearl Jam, one of Pearl Jam's oh, albums. That's cool. And Pearl Jam actually has, like, stopped a concert before and also has advocated for his um, Uh innocence. Yeah, they
0: had a ton of celebrity backers. So many.
1: That, I think they would have still been in jail if, which Johnny Depp was one of them. And he says he's also BFF with Johnny Depp. Oh, cute. Um... And he's done numerous art and written word pieces. Like, he's just hmm. really, really focused on the creativity. So this January, mm-hmm. January 2022, mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Damien's attorney filed a petition for new DNA testing, saying it might serve to identify the killers and bring justice to the case. Um, his petition asked the judge to approve testing with an MVAC wet vacuum system, which was not available at the time the evidence was tested. On Thursday last week... Uh, the judge rejected the request. Um, So they said, if Damien's request is granted and the physical evidence is tested, the remaining defendants could be prejudiced. The prosecutor argued, and if testing reveals nothing worthwhile, the physical evidence would be forever altered. And with neither notice nor an opportunity to be heard, the remaining defendants would be denied the future habeas corpus relief. Uh, the decision was not posted on the court docket on Thursday, but in a statement to CNN, Damien's defense team said the judge ruled with the prosecution and that only those incar- who are incarcerated request, can request a DNA test of the evidence.
0: There's, and they plan to
1: appeal the decision.
0: There's a tweet from three days ago from Damien that says... Tweet. The judge said that if we wanted to test the DNA, we should not have taken the Alford plea. She even tried to shame me for it. The only problem with that reasoning is the number of men I knew on death row who were asking for DNA testing up until the moment they were executed. And And I think if you did it, you wouldn't ask for the DNA to be tested because it would show you did it. It would show that you did it. He also has a really good book, Damien, called Life After Death. Oh, Um, he had a bad time in jail. He was in solitary confinement for almost all of the years. He Yeah, like, yeah, I did read that. It screwed up his eyesight. He has to wear sunglasses all the time because mm-hmm. he was in the dark. Yeah. For, what, 18 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, horrifying. Um,
1: Just horrifying. So that is... And we still don't know who killed the boys. And we still have no idea who killed they're, the boys. They got to go. Yeah, they're... Live because there life. was
0: a weird goth kid and somebody whose IQ was low enough that they could make they could make him say whatever they wanted. He did it. He
1: looks like the kind of guy who would do it. He wears black shirts. He, where, he listens to Metallica. <laughs> yeah, terrifying.
0: Um, obviously the boys that died, but also the West Memphis Three. Terrifying. Anywho, terrifying. Okay, I've, I'm staying. I do have a feel. Oh, you do.
1: Proud of Sometimes
0: you. when I start to do my research I get intimidated and so I just do all the instead. <laughs> but I don't have very many. But okay. July 5th, Boop-oop. 1687. Yeah. Isaac Newton's great work Principa was published by the Royal Society in England, outlining his laws of motion and universal gravitation. Was
1: he the one that's like the apple fell I on his head so. and he was like, gravity?
0: He's like, what a, a tick. <laughs> 1865, Great Britain creates the world's first speed limit law. Ooh. Which I didn't know when cars were invented, but I guess speed it was limit. before that.
1: I, Yeah, I guess before then. Uh,
0: okay, and also that same year, the U.S. Secret Service begins operating. Sure Under did. the Treasury Department. Treasures. Uh Abe Lincoln was assassinated in April of this year, so. Because they guard the treasures. The treasures. Um, 1946, the first bikini debuted in Paris. Ooh. That's the day the world started to be worse. <laughs> 46 after
1: the world war 1 well, no no it's the day the bikini was out that's that's the year when unrealistic yeah. female beauty standards began and our lives been downhill ever since <laughs>
0: 1989, the first episode of Seinfeld aired on yep. NBC.
1: Originally titled The Seinfeld the Chronicles. Seinfeld
0: Chronicles. It's a show about nothing. It is a show about nothing. In 1994, Amazon.com was founded in Bellevue, Washington by Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Pitbull Jeff looking Marie dude. Jeff Marie Bezos. He
1: looks like Pitbull now.
0: Which, by the way, mm. I believe, either today or tomorrow in podcast time, Mm-hmm. Is Amazon Prime Day, baby. Yeah, it's
1: the 13th and the 14th. Oh, I thought it was the 5th and 6th. It no, it's the 13th. Okay,
0: great. Never mind. And they're doing
1: a Prime Day in it's the fall, Mexican. too. Ooh. They're doing two Prime Days. Prime Day. Prime Day. Okay, that's all. Uh, I have a few other ones. Uh, 1775, because you know we love a 1700s. We do. We do. Uh, the Second Continental Congress drafts the Olive Branch Petition. <gasps> To your boyfriend, King George III. Oh, here's an all-french because sorry. we don't want to be
0: friends. We don't want to come back. We, Yeah, we do, though. I like sorry. that one TikTok you sent me that was like, make gr- America great, Britain again.
1: <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> you tried, you messed up. You're coming back. Uh, 1942, Ian Fleming graduates from a training school for spies in <gasps> Canada. You're probably like, Alex, why do we care about this spy Ian Fleming school?
0: dude? I've heard of him.
1: Uh, like... he wrote James Bond. Oh, there it is. Oh, he really went to spy he school? He really went to spy school. That's cool. So what I'm saying is James Bond is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh He's real. He's real. Uh, 1954, a singer, Elvis Presley, who is still alive... Um, <laughs> to this day. To this day. His first professional recording session takes place at Sam Phillips' Memphis Recording Service in Memphis, Tennessee. Good job, Elvis. Uh, you did it. He recorded four songs, including um, a cover of... Two covers, one called Big Boy and the other one called <laughs> That's Alright. Huh. I think I've heard That's Alright. I don't think I've heard Big Boy. Uh, 1971, the 26th Amendment of the Constitution is certified. Oh, oh, what's that one? This one raises the voting age to 18. Okay. From what? Raises it? <laughs> it reduces. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> no wonder we're in this state. Can you imagine 12 year olds voting? <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one's got fun hair. That one's got fun hair. <laughs> That one flushed me down the toilet. <laughs> uh, 1994, uh, <coughs> the debut album, Cracked Review" by Hootie and the Blowfish. Hooties. The Do love me some Hootie. Hootie, Hootie. I love some Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2003, SARS is declared contained by the World Health Organization. COVID-1. COVID-1. Uh, in 2016, the FBI releases a report stating Hillary Clinton was extremely careless Aww. in handling her classified emails. Hails.
0: You gotta lock it down.
1: Lock down the emails. Make Don't that use a private server. Just make that stop password it. 15 characters. 15
0: characters, <laughs> and add an exclamation point oh, if you're feeling yeah. feisty. Always, though. It's always. It's
1: never the ampersand or whatever. No, never do the ampersand. <laughs> I do love an ampersand though. Yeah. I'm a huge I'm a big I'm a big fan of the ampersand. Big Ampersand fan. Uh I don't have any dust. I do. Chester Greenwood. Chester. Chester. What's he what was you an, doing? He's an American inventor. Hmm. And you wanna know what he invented? I do. I'd At the to. age of fifteen. Oh no. The earmuffs. The ear, mu- he had cold ears. He, and he had solved the problem. Solved the problem of cold ears for everyone. What year did he die? 1937. 37? He before- was 78 years old. So we're at
0: the end of the 1800s. We think tomatoes are poisonous, and we've got freezing
1: cold ears. We are living in a terrible, terrible time. What? Living. A
0: nightmare. <laughs> a nightmare.
1: The top of my head, toasty warm. Fine. Ears, freezing. Frigid. Bridget Colt.
0: Bridget, ooh, scam, likely is calling me. Ooh, scam. Hello. <laughs> Hello. you who We're BFFs. It calls me all the time. Um, yeah. Adventure
1: cute. of the earmuffs. RIP. I thought that was very cute. Yeah, it's so cute. But It's the most wholesome thing of all time. I know. <laughs> I was like, I need something really wholesome. So, uh, inventor of the earmuffs at 15. Good 15. job. 15. He's like, my ears are cold. What do I do? I need, you know what? I to solve this problem. I'm just, just going to stop complaining. Muff for the ears. I'm going to put some cotton balls on my cotton ears. Cotton balls on my ears and make them nice and toasty. <laughs> Maybe a headband. So I'm feeling fancy.
0: <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, 1810, P.T. Barnum of Barnum & Bailey. Yeah. Greatest showman. <laughs> Greatest showman. 1980, DJ Polly D. DJ. <laughs>
1: From forget, Jersey Shore I always
0: forget about him And then I remembered of him And I'm like Oh He just makes you giggle He does uh, In 1996 Dolly Dolly the sheep A Finn dorset sheep And the first successfully cloned mammal Was mm. born Dolly, I guess
1: I don't know how old How old did Dolly live?
0: I don't know Maybe she's still with us Dolly Named after Dolly Parton I'm pretty sure If
1: you're with us Give us a bae. A bow. Uh, I have a few uh, 1675 Oh girl um, Mary Walcott Who was An American accuser At the Salem witch trials An accuser Yeah oh, She God. was like Oh she's the witch She slept with my husband <laughs> that, <laughs> witch. <laughs> that witch That um, witch uh, 1911 I just include this Because I love his name <laughs> Georges Pompidou oh, Georges Pompidou <laughs> Georges Pompidou Don't mind if I Pompidou <laughs> He was the Prime Minister of France. Oh, <laughs> oh, oui, pour oui, <laughs> Ah, bonjour. <laughs> um, 1950, Huey Lewis of Huey and Lewis and the News, the Blues. <laughs> no, oh, no. Um, but his real name is Hugh Anthony Craig the Third. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Huey Lewis, baby. Uh, 1963, Edie Falco, who was Carmela Soprano in The Sopranos. Oh, also Nurse Jackie. Okay, in the show, Nurse Jackie. <laughs> She's just got that She's name. Got that name. She's the main character and everything. Uh, 1969, including this, because there's one. If there's one thing we do not do on this show, <laughs> is, is we do not disrespect the Wu Tang Clan. We would never disrespect. The Wu. <laughs> That's our number one rule. <laughs> That's our number one rule. <laughs> we talk about Fight Club, and we don't disrespect <laughs> the Wu. No disrespect to the Wu. <laughs> so happy birthday to the RZA, Robert Fitzgerald Diggs. HBD.
0: Sorry about the disrespect from Pharma Bro. Yeah. On behalf of humanity.
1: We do not disrespect, (laughs) so we will celebrate their birthdays. Um, And I also put, I did put Mac Dre in here, but I didn't know if you knew Mac Dre. Is that different from Doc Sher? Yeah, he's a rapper and he did the song The Thistle Dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. So, yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And then Megan Rapino, American pro soccer player for the Seattle, whatever our women's soccer team is called. The rain? Thunder? fun Thun? No. no The rain? Could be. I don't know. It's something with like a weather event. It's a weather pattern. A weather pattern. And I just remembered at the very end of the show what I wanted to talk oh, about at the that? beginning of the show. <laughs> what is it? I recently got a new ice maker in his changed. Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> Dang it. I, I, I should have known. I mean, it makes the Taco Time ice. I have the Taco Time ice with me. Which is the best, which our um, North Dakota airline yeah. has in some buildings, but not yours.
1: Not so in you my, have there to is, buy your own. There is, there is no ice <laughs> machine in my building, which I will complain yeah. to the CEO. Um, yeah, you see the but you see But I now have my own at my house, and I am thrill and you didn't go home after work that ice is from this morning the baby ice from this morning it's scooped fresh it's fresh ice Fresh scoop. i was shocked at how fast it made ice uh-huh. i was quite impressed and i have been loving the ice even brian said it was a good idea so i'm precious. like oh this is worth it. it's it's the best purchase i think i have ever made <laughs> ever ever in the history of <laughs> purchasing things this ice machine is it. Yeah. I know. And you're passionate about... I, You know, I did... I called you're my passionate dad. passionate about it. And I told... I called my dad on my way here. And I told him about the ice maker and how happy I was. And he goes, you know, I'm very proud of you for having the same level <laughs> of appreciation oh, for Jake. good ice as I do. Because if there's one person I know who is more picky about his ice than me... <laughs> It is my father. <laughs> I love it. So I get my ice pickiness. Sure. Straight from him. I mean, it is the best straight ice. Straight from the I'm man not that top.
0: picky, but that is hands down the best kind of ice. Yeah. Picky about my
1: ice. Get it from my dad. He is like, I'm very proud of you <laughs> for having very high standards of ice. Oh <laughs> my, like, thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. <laughs>
0: All right, well, we love ice and we love you and we mean it. We mean it. Goodbye. Goodbye.